Welcome to the Lioness Queen Podcast Season 2. Your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, founder, speaker, author, spiritual coach, and licensed minister, provides motivating messages that will help you work through the emotional trauma from rejection and embrace the new year, new level, and new you. Now let's jump into your daily dose of letting go of the past and living totally residue free. Here's your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha. Welcome back. Welcome back, my Lioness Queens. I am very, very excited. I'm so excited today to have another Lioness Queen here with us to share her wonderful story. Um, I'm so glad that Miss Beth can come on and really just talk about her experiences and how um, she developed and learned different strategies to help herself heal. Miss Beth is an art therapist and is the founder of Divorce Art Heal, a business that helps women and men move forward and heal from divorce. Welcome to the Linus Queen podcast, Miss Beth. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, I'm so glad that you are here. I, I have been in awe of your artwork um, on Instagram that has just been very inspirational, um, I'm sure, to your followers and definitely to me. Um, it, it definitely has touched me. And I myself, you know, I have, um, I used to have a, a paint party business and I just love art all different forms of art. Um, And so the Lioness Queen podcast is all about helping women work through that emotional trauma from separation and divorce. And I love sharing, um, I love sharing stories because it is from our stories that other women have an opportunity to realize one, they're not alone, two, that they can get through this. So I wanted to start out with a, a poem that I found, um, And the poem says, you are an artist, not Picasso or Van Gogh. You're an artist, not professional, I know. You're the creator of your own world. You're the designer of your life. Mold the clay around your mood. Paint the picture that you choose. Do the things you want to do. Be the artist, just be you. Create the vision in your mind. Mix the colors that life combines. Be your best friend. Just be you. That's Picasso and Van Gogh. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's beautiful. Yeah. So what are your reflections about that, that poem? I love it because I think art, you don't have to be an artist. Art is about self-expression and it's personal to you um, and it's subjective. So, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What's beautiful to me might not be beautiful or inspirational to somebody else. And that's okay. Um, That's the beauty in art and creation and being creative. Yeah. So when I found this poem, I try to find poems related to um, whoever I have on. And and really, I have to say, you know, sometimes it's just things that I pick, not realizing that, you know, it could connect to the individual 
Um, but I truly um, love the work that you're doing. So how did you, um, how did this all start? Um, you getting into art the way you are now? So I know that you had mentioned um, that I am an art therapist by profession, but I never picked up art journaling. So that was something completely new um, for me when I was going through my separation. And I was so overwhelmed with all of the feelings that come with separation, divorce, that I knew I needed an outlet to express myself Um, So I kind of started to dabble in art journaling and specifically mixed media art journaling, which means taking a variety of different art materials to create something. And I went and I bought some supplies, just your basic uh, sketchbook, uh, some pens, some markers, some like ink sprays. And I just lost all sense of time. I would be making pages after pages and finding like a quote that resonated with me and kind of working off of that. That was all related to different emotions and the different stages that you go through, through what basically in a divorce, um, which is ultimately where, you know, my separation led into, into a finalized divorce. So I never shared it with anybody. And I was in therapy at the time as well. And about maybe, I guess, close to maybe like six months into therapy, I had finally shown my artwork to my therapist and she was kind of blown away and was really the one that planted the seed of sharing this with the divorce community. And maybe this might really be helpful to others who can relate. So I wasn't ready at the time. And, you know, I said, okay, well, maybe in the future. And I basically didn't do anything with that for a year. And then a year later, I was in a place where I was now on like my third journal. And this was so cathartic for me that I felt like I was in a place where I wanted to share this with others and specifically for the divorce community. Um, maybe there's other people that were feeling the same way that I was, and you don't have to feel so alone with the roller coaster of feelings that, you know, divorce brings. So I decided to create Divorce Art Heal on Instagram, and it was going to be basically posting all my journal pages with commentary on it. About, and also at the end, I would always put the art materials that I use. So if somebody was inspired to try the art journaling, they could see what materials I'm using to create this. Um, So that's kind of how it started. And I've been doing it ever since. So what, um, what, before you started, so let's go back. So you did say you, um, you were in therapy. Um, Were you in therapy before or or did you did you decide that that's something that you needed when it happened? I probably started with the art journaling first, and then I decided just for my own self care, knowing the way that I am, that I also wanted to incorporate that with uh, traditional therapy as well. So I found an amazing therapist um, who really 
was so helpful in this entire journey um, that I've been going through. And in conjunction with that, I've been doing the art journaling on my own. And I've never stopped. So I'm almost divorced uh, coming up on three years. And I still, to this day, do journaling every single day. Um, Sometimes I don't necessarily do it on the weekends. And it's still just as helpful today as it was from day one. What's also amazing about the outlet of art journaling is you can go back and reflect and then see your growth of, I can feel where I was at that time, but I don't identify with that feeling anymore. So it's been so helpful and beneficial to see something tangible that I can look back at and say, okay, I feel like I've grown from that or I'm not in that place anymore. Um, but I can still have a lot of empathy for those that are in that place because I could look back at my feelings, my artwork, and it could bring me back to where I was at that time. But it doesn't necessarily mean that that's where I'm still at. Yeah, I think it's um, it's so interesting because our journaling is is just like journaling. Instead, you use pictures, um, you know, and and it's so amazing that even though the words aren't there on the pages that that picture can trigger and bring back for you everything that you were feeling and thinking, you know, on that day, what would you say, what would you say through your process of healing? What would you say was the hardest thing to work through? I think it was letting go of the expectations of what could have been or should have been and letting that go. Um, I think that was the hardest part is just the letting go of this idea of what my life should have been or what I wanted it to be. And I entered a crossroads that it took me on a different path and coming to terms with, you know, the acceptance of that. Yeah, I I know for myself, um, definitely in the beginning, uh, I literally, I didn't tell anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's, there are feelings of shame. There's feelings, you know, that you feel embarrassed that, you know, Mm -hmm. it happened and it wasn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be your fault. Right. But in the same part, you feel you know, those feelings really, um, they really hit hard because you, you know, it's like you painted this picture for people, but then in the same regard, the question is really, were you happy? Like really, was it well at home? You know what I'm saying? And so, um, I know a lot of women that is, that is the biggest piece of, uh, you know, especially in the beginning of, of, you know, telling people, did you have support during the, the process? I did. I was very fortunate um, that I had a great support system. Um, but I think also kind of touching upon what you just mentioned is that I never really shared <laughs> all of what was actually happening in my marriage. Um, so I think some people were very shocked 
by this. I think others might have seen it coming. Um, but I can relate to what you just said and opening it up. So even though I had the support system, it was still, I wasn't ready to disclose a lot of information um, with everybody. So I think it's also learning that everyone has their own timeline of what they're comfortable with. And I think as you move through the process, you become more comfortable with what you do want to share and what you don't um, and coming to terms with the boundaries of that. Mm, yeah. Boundaries are, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, typically, you know, even in a marriage, even in a healthy marriage, marriage in general, you know, you should keep people out of your business, but in the same regard, unfortunately, there are a lot of women who need help and don't seek help. Um, especially when it deals with abuse, you know, um, and it's because of that shame. It's because of that, you know, um, not wanting other people to know what's been going on in private, you know, and, um, and I think, you know, I, I know for myself, a lot of, you know, things happen within a marriage that really changes who we are as women. We're so, we're very adjustable. I think, I feel like God made us in a way where we're very flexible, where we, we know how to manage multiple roles. We know how to wear multiple hats. We know how to be what needs to be for our husbands, for our children, for our parents, for our jobs, you know, but then in the same regard, we lose ourselves um, in the process. So what do you, what do you feel like, what do you feel like during um, this process of your healing What do you feel like you lost in the marriage? I think a lot of it is you, I lost myself. Um, I think, you know, you kind of morph into this partnership. um, And in the process of that, you know, having children and working, I stopped, I think, the part of self-care for myself. Um, and learning to get that back and who I am then and who I am now um, and coming terms with that. And sometimes, you know, life moves moves in a direction and you kind of go with the flow until you're at a crossroads where now you have to reflect and now you have to process of, okay, what went wrong? Um I'm an overthinker. I've made many posts about that. So that is just how my mind functions. So I think I have reflected and processed on every single piece of the deterioration of my marriage and what my beliefs are as to why it didn't work. Um, And then coming to a place of self-acceptance. Okay, this this is where I am. Now it's time to move forward. How do I go about doing that? And that's where also the art journaling has been so powerful for me because it's allowed me to be very authentic with myself. And before I was sharing it, you know, they were my journals. They held the most intimate thoughts that I had. 
um, about my marriage, about, you know, self-reflection. And that could be completely, you know, an emotional experience when you're done processing it and then you're looking at it and you're being, it's very raw. Um, It's very honest. And then, you know, obviously I've reached a point where now I want to share that with others, but the artwork that I, you know, am sharing is kind of a combination now of reflecting back of where I was um, where I want, you know, where I am and where I want to go. Um, but that's a lot of processing that is involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes me think about, um, one of my mottos is being residue free. Um, Mm -hmm. and I truly believe, you know, residue happens as a result of some experience, right? Whether, the experience with something we created or whether the experience someone else created um, and it was imposed on us residue um, has an ability to uh, take us back. It has the ability to trigger us to the first time we felt um, the incident, the the trauma, whatever the case may be. And, um, And my goal is always trying to figure out how I can be residue free. So I know you talked about how even now it's been three years and, and how you, um, art journaling is still, right. It is still healing those hidden places, right. And, and still dealing with the residue. Do you, what do you feel, you know, how do you feel about, um, the residue that, that, that still comes up even after three years? I feel like it's going to happen. There's going to touch upon what you just said. You know, you're going to be triggered by something. It could be a memory. It could be, it could be, you know, a plethora of things where you're instantly going to go back to, you know, reflect on your marriage or a situation. Um, And for me, I immediately try to process that through art making. So I might find a quote that kind of resonates with me, or I might do and create an image first and then find a quote that kind of sums up my thoughts and my feelings. And then I'll write, you know, a small blurb about what I created and why I created it. But I try to process that instead of internalizing it and sitting with it, I want to get it out. I want to express it. And then I'm able to move on because I've released it. I'm not internalizing that. Um, I'm not sitting with that heaviness anymore. And the fact that I could put it out on paper, it's like a relief for me um, where I could still process it, but I don't feel the physical tensions of it inside. Yeah, you use a word that I'm like, ooh, that heaviness, because there is a heaviness when it comes to our emotions. Um, And again, it it can be the first day, (laughs) it can be 10 years later, you know? Um, Right. And um, and so how would you, if, if, if someone wanted to get into art journaling and had no clue what to do, and all they had was a journal, a blank journal and a pen. Like how, what would you, how would you 
help them to even start. Because with journaling, you know, you just journal your thoughts on how you're feeling for that day or what happened for that day. Right. How would how would someone even start to do that? So the number one thing that I probably get asked the most um, would be, I'm not an artist. And you do not need to have any art skills whatsoever, which is the beautiful thing about art journaling, because it's for you. It's meant for you. So you don't need art skills. You don't need fancy art materials if you are inclined to go out and get, you know, more professional art supplies that's great but you don't have to which is the wonderful thing about art journaling so normally what I recommend is starting out with some form of a journal it could be a sketch pad it could be a pad with lines it doesn't really matter Um, you could start with markers um, sharpie and just kind of sketch. Um, if you don't want to sketch, it could be cutting out shapes or use collage materials. A lot of people start with collage materials. And then I, the way that I work is I will find a saying um, or a quote or a word that kind of correlates to the image that I just created. So I've done artwork with ink sprays and stencils and pen, you know, fancy pens, fancy markers, but you don't need that. I've also done artwork with just regular construction paper and cutting out a sun, um, making water with, you know, blue paper, and then adding different collage materials from magazines where I might go online. If there's an image like a clip art, I'll print that out and cut it out. Um, anything that will help visually to kind of represent what I want to express. And that is the beauty of art journaling. You can write, you know, statements on there. You could put poetry on there. There's no right or wrong, which is so freeing that if you make a mistake, go with it. See what happens. Where is this page going to take you? What is it that you're trying to convey? What are you trying to release? Um, Because there's so many different emotions in a divorce that you could fill up a whole journal easily. I'm on my ninth journal. Um, Some of them are a little bit more elaborate. Some of them are very basic. And the quotes, the sayings that I'm trying to convey really vary, which you know, again, kind of is reflecting where I am that day, what kind of mood I'm in and what I want to share. Wow. So it's, it, it is very simple. And again, we can't, we're, we're, we're not Picasso's. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I was talking about in the poem, we're not Picasso's. I think, um, you know, no, you don't, I, I really want people to, let go of that fear of I can't draw because you don't have to draw and collage material really take that um, intimidation away where you can still express yourself but you don't necessarily have to draw you can take scrapbook paper as a background and put collage on top of it you can fill it with words and then even like a doodle or you know lines and shapes those are just as expressive um, as, you know, going more elaborate. 
Yeah, simple is key. I, I just know for myself, the one thing that I struggled with years ago was when you're a perfectionist, sometimes that's a little challenging to, to work through within yourself. Uh, yes. You want perfection. But as Miss Miss Beth said, you, it's <laughs> simple, you know. Um, and and I, I think of it, I think of this almost very similar to doing a vision board. As you 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 know, some people now do vision boards yearly. Right. Um, it's interesting. I actually created a, um, I called it a golden vision board. Um, and I did one. Uh, I actually created a goal every month. Um, and, and I, I think it, I think of, uh, our journaling kind of in the same regard, um, except instead of doing it for the year, you're doing it, it, whether it's daily, whether it's weekly, whether it is based on your mood, whatever the case may be. Um, but it is a way, cause even with the vision board, you know, you, you find things, quotes from magazines and you find right. pictures from magazines, you know, um, and things like that. So it's very similar. So almost really, you don't have to draw. You really could just find, like you said, you could find a, a, a quote online and then, mm-hmm. it, right. It doesn't have to even be from a magazine. No, you don't have to draw, which takes that, you know, fear away of, again, I haven't, you know, picked up something and created with it in years, perhaps. So it takes away that, that fear, that anxiety of, I don't know where to start because sometimes looking at a blank piece of paper is overwhelming. Mm. Where do I start? So that's why sometimes, um, if this is a completely new medium for you to kind of, um, try out, sometimes I would recommend starting with collage and then build yourself up to, okay, maybe I'm going to try to actually, create something on my own. And if not, that's okay too. This is really meant as an outlet of self-expression for yourself. It's another tool to give you, um, to help you through the process of the immense, um, amount of emotions that come with divorce and, um, you know, pre, pre separation, you know, in the middle of it, post divorce, all of it, So it's a great outlet, you know, and it's so cathartic and you don't have to share it. That's the, you know, the beautiful thing about it is that it's yours. This is for you. So you get to decide who you want to share it with if you even choose to do that. Yeah, that, that, so that's, you know, I'm also a, a school counselor and I work in a high school and, you know, I've, I've told many students to, um, the power of journaling, you know, and, 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 and make sure you put it somewhere where your parents can't find it. Yes. Find it. Right. But it is a, definitely a way to express yourself because I think that that's really, it's so key. Um, just letting go. And it's not, you don't always have to let go and tell, you know, someone else who, could interpret something who could say something who you know because in the same regard you know what if you got back with your ex right and Mm -hmm. that's always that's that always that 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 possibility is always there so if you share every nook and every cranny (laughs) especially with parents right so that's something that I learned you know um 
you know, just don't share everything because it's easy for us to forgive. But when it comes to parents, right? Parents are like, "That's my baby girl. That is my baby boy." Uh, I, mm-mm. I don't think I can forgive you for that. But yeah, you know. So I think that's the that's the beauty in journaling is that it's yours and it's 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 for you, right? Um. Exactly. And one of the things that I made when I decided to start Divorce Art Heal, I made a conscious decision that I wouldn't talk about my ex-husband, that this is about me. This is from my perspective. Um, You know, we do co-parent very well. And I wasn't using it as an outlet to really invite him into it this is kind of about me from my perspective and I made the conscious decision that I wouldn't share anything if it's not basically from my perspective and if my children were to see this if he were to see this I want to make sure that I'm comfortable with that and that's important with me for me um And that's one of the things that I am glad that I made that decision um, because it's really, it's not about anybody for anybody else other than myself. Yeah. And so I think that that is the beauty in um, what you are doing. I have to say, because a lot of women, a lot of women um, struggle with working on me. They struggle because, um, because of that sea of emotions, um, that they are feeling, um, and the blame, right. Of what the other person did, right. Uh, it, it blocks them in a way from really discovering, who they are, working on who they are and learning how to move forward and not backward, you know? And so that's what I love about journaling and this art journaling, because I just believe it is a way, even though you may not see it in the beginning, but it is a way to work through your stuff because we all have stuff. Right. No. And it definitely is a way to do that. And so um, I think that's really beautiful that you you focus on you, right? Um, the co-parenting thing, you know, it, it that is a blessing because I've heard horror stories. Everybody doesn't co-parent well. Correct. Everybody doesn't have, um, you know, an, uh, an ex that is, um, you know, willing to be agreeable, willing to, you know, uh, that's a whole that's a whole nother conversation, but right. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. But it's just beautiful that you, you, you know, you, you did have that experience. I had that experience as well. And I'm very appreciative and thankful because it, it, that is traumatic as well when you're trying to heal. But then in the same regard, you have a, the other person, you know, that is, is throwing, uh, throwing everything at you. It, it, right. it blocks and it, and then it doesn't help the child. Right. You know, um, I remember I had a girlfriend of mine and uh, it was a little harsh, I felt like. But after I processed it, I was like, that is so true. Um, But I had a girlfriend that said to me, well, really, hon, everybody has a choice. 
uh, and the choice of, you know, they don't want to be in it anymore. Everybody has a choice. And I was like, but I gave him da, 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 da. <laughs> I was with him. I was 18. Right. I had wasted my time. You know, I was there. I took care of my, our son. I went down through this laundry list and she said, you did do all of those things. But in the same regard, at the end of the day, everyone has a choice. And she yeah. you, you could have had, you could have made a choice too. And, and, and you could have decided, right? Like I'm worth more. Like I, I deserve more. You could have made that decision as well, you know, um, but in the same regard, it, it again, it, it's all about my healing. It is all about working through and moving forward. And whatever strategy you use, you got to find something that works for you. You know what I mean? Yes, 100%. And everybody has their own timeline. And in the beginning of my divorce, I remember feeling, why am I not getting over this faster? <laughs> You know, what's this letting go stuff? Like, how do I sign up for that? Because I really want to let go. I want to move on. But I was not ready to do that. And until I really sat with that and kind of hit rock bottom of enough time to pick yourself up, you know, move forward, that is when I was able to start healing but that is that comes in different timelines for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and you eventually get to a part where you're not wanting to hold on to all this negativity and um, you're tired of reflecting on what went wrong. Now it's okay coming to some form of acceptance of this is where I'm at, whether I wanted it or not, because it, you know, it's not everybody's choice. How do I move forward? But at that in itself is a process, but you have to allow yourself to feel all these feelings and come to terms with some of them before you could move on because it's just going to resurface again later. Yeah, suppressing it doesn't help. No, doesn't. It's it's just like um, I would say it's just like grief. Going, you know, grief. You want it to be over, but then in the same regard, you know, you do have to go through and do and and work through all of the different emotions that you feel and be okay. And it's okay. That that's the piece. It is however you feel is okay, right? Yes. It is really okay. But then the question is. Do you want to stay there or do you want to get better? You know, exactly. Um, and 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 I think, like I said, the, the art journaling is a great strategy. It is a it. it I mean, you don't have to again, and you have to be an artist. <laughs> no, you, don't. you don't have to be an artist. Well, I am. I, I can't believe um, our time is 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 gone, but I. I truly appreciate you coming on, Miss Beth. And at at the end of every every episode, I love wowing um, my listeners. And wow is not W-O-W, but W-O-E. And so that that stands for words of encouragement. And so what what words of encouragement could you um, give uh, the listeners today 
who may be struggling in this place of this, a sea of emotions and don't know what to do, don't know where to start, don't even know where to go, uh, what, what words of encouragement would you have? I think for me, the what was so powerful and helpful for me was kind of working with um, affirmations. And even when I would start to get stressed to remind myself that I'm okay. And just kind of repeating, I'm okay. I'm, I will be okay. Um, I don't know how everything's going to work out, but I will be okay. And the affirmation of that every day until I truly started to believe it and feel it and live it essentially. Um, and I think that one of the things that I would encourage is if you feel that you cannot do this on your own to seek some form of help, whether that's therapy or even inviting, um, if you have a, a go-to person to say, I'm not okay, that could be the first step in healing. Hmm. I'm okay. Or if you're not, take that step. Yes. Take take that step. And don't be afraid of taking that step. I know a lot of people are afraid. Um, I truly did. I thought it was very helpful and very healthy for me. I truly believe in a holistic approach. I believe in spiritual health. But I also believe in mental health. And I truly believe sometimes we need somebody else to help us with our minds, right? And I think that's the that is the place where sometimes we don't really have the tools that we need in order to manage um, that stuff between our ears. And 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 it is okay to take that step. Absolutely. And I encourage anybody who has never tried art journaling to give it a try. Um, sometimes it's nice to invite a different approach and you might surprise yourself with how it works for you. Um, but it's another coping tool for you to try. And it's so powerful because it's visual. Um, so you have something tangible to, to see. Um, and where do you, what's the next step from there? Where do you want to go from, from that page? Um, so I would invite anybody if they, you know, want to check out my page to please do so. If you have questions, you could message me. Um, and I would love to kind of help other men and women start that art journaling process um, and encourage them to really use this as an outlet to help you through your divorce or separation. So where can people find you? So I am on Instagram at divorce.art.heal. So that is the best way to connect with me. Okay. And I am very, you know, I try to respond as quickly as possible. But if there's any questions or feedback, um, you know, I would love to to chat there. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, you can find Miss Beth on Instagram, divorce.art.heal. Um, and I just love the work that you are doing, Miss Beth, um, just helping men and women, because it's both, um, it is. you know, move forward and heal. And it really is realizing that there's more ahead than what you lost, you know, um, and I truly, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you coming on today and sharing uh, your story and just sharing 
um, the work that you're doing and how you help others. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. for joining the Lioness Queen podcast. Please subscribe and write a review. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. I would love to hear how this message empowered you. Come back next Tuesday at 3 p.m. for more from your Lioness Queen.